Hello, my friend. My name is Gabby Ruth, and this is Pain to Passion Live. Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome back to Pain to Passion Live. Today is a wonderful day because I get to talk with the beautiful and amazing Bianca Cotton. I'm so thrilled that I have gotten to connect with her. Um, I actually heard her first on Dr. Allison Cook's podcast. Um, She was, I believe, my second episode was with Dr. Allison. And I just loved you. You had the best (laughs) heart the best spirit and just so much wisdom. And I am really, really thrilled that you said yes and that you're here today. So thank you for being here, Bianca. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm just so thrilled. Um, And I don't tend to read bios on my (laughs) podcast because I like to hear what people say about themselves. Mm. I think it's very interesting um, because it's usually quite different than what you'd read in like a technical bio. I will put your bio in the show notes, (laughs) but I would love for you to just tell us who you are, where you're located and what you do. Yes. And those are all loaded questions. (laughs) Who is Bianca? Bianca is a hope dealer. I, why am I so drawn to helping people have hope is because I know what despair feels like Mm -hmm. and I'm a wife a mom of three I've written five books and you know dot 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 right like there's plenty um I can say about that but who am I I am one who likes to focus on pursuing my purpose with passion and fervor and truly being in alignment with God and what he has for my life. So I've learned over the years how to yield to his purpose for my life and not Mm. fight against it. Uh, I am located in Chicago and what I, I have a full-time job uh, in the nonprofit sector, and I also uh, just love to write. Like, I just want to reiterate that writing is really how my healing journey got started. Mm-hmm. Writing to heal from trauma started for me 12 years ago. Wow. And I've been on a journey ever since. Ooh, intriguing. (laughs) That's a great segue (laughs) because I would absolutely love to hear your story. I was reading through some of the articles and things about you, and I noticed that repeated uh, story of how writing has helped you heal. And your purpose is beautiful, which you can expound more on what that purpose is. But how did you get to this space? Like, what is your story and how did you become this person that you are today? Y'all ready? (laughs) We're ready. (laughs) 12 years ago, I was a senior in undergrad, I believe. Yeah, I think if I got my dates right. And I had experienced um, 
traumatizing experiences in childhood. When I went away to college, for me, that was more of a time and space to really figure out how I could heal mm-hmm. and what that meant. And there was something about my senior year. I don't know if that was my breaking point where I went to the counseling center on campus and sat down with a counselor and was like, mm, not feeling this guy. <laughs> so I didn't go back. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who encouraged me. It was like, you should try writing. And I've always kept diaries throughout my life. They had the Lisa Frank diaries with the little yes. kid and the key. <laughs> they were so you know, They were so cute, right? <laughs> Um, then I would break the key and then can't get back in the journal, you know, things like that. The kids do. So I started writing and it felt like what was on my heart just came out like a flood and I couldn't stop writing. And my writing came out poetically. And that's how my first book was born through my earlier writings and it just flowed out poetically like everything that had been weighing me down just kept coming out kept coming out I remember one time I was sitting in my dorm room and I think I wrote eight poems in one sitting because I needed to get it out for so long I had suppressed how I really felt about yeah how I really felt about encounters and experiences and like behind the confidence smile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but hide behind the smile. And I don't think at that time it was really intentional. It was just what I thought I needed to do to survive. And I got to this place where it's like, I'm tired of carrying it. It's, it's impacted me physically. I had eye twitches and uh, chest pains that the doctor couldn't figure out they gave me a heart monitor and I was like your heart wow. is fine I was just like I'm not fine yeah. and it was stress it was the stress of suppressing yeah everything that I kept bottled up and writing was the tool that helped me to heal and I continue to write to this day. It's it's so freeing. Writing for me is like a breath of fresh air. Mm. If I go too long without doing it, I feel tight and um, cluttered. So that's how I got started wow. on my healing journey of, okay, Bianca, you, you got to let some stuff go. And I was like, I, I don't know how. writing became my how that as I started writing there were selected few maybe two (laughs) people my mom and a friend at the time that I would share my writings with and it's like this is good you should publish a book and I was like wait 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 this is my personal journal I'm not over this stuff that I wrote about no not doing it but they planted that seed Mm. And that seed grew years later, but the seed was there. Wow. That is so powerful. I think for me, it's similar with the writing, um, just how it's such an act of release. Yes. 
And it can be, especially yeah. if you don't put any rules on yourself. Exactly. <laughs> right. Which I know for some people, and even for me at first, when I first started writing to heal, like you're saying, um, I kept thinking about structure and like mm-hmm. <laughs> all of these things that I had been trained to do, but that act of releasing it, like getting it out of your body. Yes right? is so powerful and healing in itself because as you mentioned, like it stays stored inside of you. Oh yes. You're having those eye twitchers. Your, your heart's not working correct correctly for me. It was migraines Mm -hmm. and you have to find a way to get it out. Right. What, what was your experience of like, like even just physically or even your experience of feeling heavy versus light in the world after you started utilizing that tool of writing? It was a sense of I'm no longer keeping secrets. Oh, wow. I no longer have to put up this facade like everything is okay. Um, I no longer need to carry responsibility that's not mine to carry. Um, But it is my responsibility to go on this healing journey Mm -hmm. because no one can do that for me. Yeah. If, If I am aching on the inside, no other person can take that away or say I'll write it for you like mm-hmm. I have to do that for myself yeah and so the burden started lifting and it also helped enhance my relationships because now the relationship I have with myself is becoming more honest and more transparent and I'm showing up in a more authentic way so now I can have healthier relationships with other people because now I have a healthier relationship with myself Mm, that's powerful yeah that's really really powerful I think we don't think about that ripple effect at first Mm -hmm. when we start engaging in our process of healing like we are so desperate to feel better right (laughs) we don't understand that it's going to have this ripple effect on literally every other relationship. Literally everything. I mean, even including down to when we talk about purpose, right? It's a lot of conversation about and questions. What is my purpose? I want to know my Mm -hmm. purpose. I want to know my purpose. (laughs) Let me tell y'all a little tip. In order to get there, healing has to take place. Mm. Because the last thing I we we want to happen and want to see is you're operating in the lane you haven't healed from the past hurt. Yeah. And how that can impact the way that you show up and deliver your business and show up and write your book and show up in mother and wife and all the things, right? Mm-hmm. If if there is an intention intentional time dedicated to what's going on in here and in here Mm -hmm. 
and seeing a therapist or talking to your pastor or being in community with friends and telling them, you know, hold me accountable for my goals of taking time to really uproot or, or even get to the root of why I suffer in silence or why I deal with perfectionism mm -hmm. or, or why I'm addicted to X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Because that can help inform you moving forward and identifying what are my triggers. I don't like when people raise their voice. Okay, that's good for you to know. But do you know why though? Mm -hmm. Is there something that occurred um, that takes you back to that memory? Yeah. And, and how to heal from that place and space and allow the, the inner little you, the little girl to be loved on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did writing and telling that truth, which by the way, I just love that because the truth sets us free. Yes. Right. Did that, um, was that like a natural segue into understanding the importance of community? Because I know that we can't heal completely on our own. Right. And God created us in a way where we need to heal in relationship with other people. So I'm not sure what your relationships were like before you started writing, but you've mentioned that they were enhanced by you telling the truth and releasing those burdens. So what was that process like for you to find healthy community? Mm -hmm. And what advice would you give to someone who's, who's wanting those kinds of friends that can keep them accountable? Like you're talking about, mm -hmm. I just love to hear your thoughts on that. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I say scary because I was challenged with sharing my truth. Mm -hmm. um, I could write it, but it's different than talking about it. Right? So different. Yeah. I can share it in writing in my journal to myself. Mm -hmm. But it's a, <laughs> that's first step, right? Mm -hmm. The next step is who am I going to talk to? Who? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Like, that's scary. Why would I share this with someone who, who maybe I've been in friendship with or is a new, a new friend? Because now I feel so uncomfortable. Mm. What if I run them away? What if they look at me weird? What, what if I'm judged? Like, mm -hmm. and you start feeling anxious, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So all the things I experienced. But it really took God sending people mm. to me because I didn't go to people. <laughs> he really sent people to mm -hmm. me and I would test it out, you know, maybe not the first conversation, but a couple of conversations uh, down the line and start sharing a little bit about myself and watch how they responded. Mm -hmm. because I'm scared I'm scared to expose myself because I've been hurt in the arena of relationship and friendship so I'm mm -hmm. kind of guarded 
you know I don't want to I don't want to experience that hurt anymore Mm -hmm. but I really want healthy friendship so I need to figure this thing out right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what I want is on the other side of fear but I fear being hurt so God help me like direct me um, and that's what I would say, like praying as God to highlight people to you and either put them in your path or you and theirs and ask for discernment on what to share with who and who to build with and befriend mm-hmm. um, in this season of your life. Mm-hmm. I just loved all of that. Like that was so beautiful and really different than how a lot of people would probably have answered that question. (laughs) Um, Just like how honest you were, like I was scared and I love that because I think all of us are scared at first when we're facing that situation, like maybe looking back, some of us could say, and then I did a B and C and and, you know, it all worked out, but that doesn't really help when you're in that emotion of like, this is scary. Like you scared, like say for instance, I, one of my really good friends, um, we met at a women's event that our church at the time hosted. I think I was on maternity leave and my husband was like, you should go, go out, get some fresh air. And I was like, it's, <laughs> it's winter time. I don't want to go anywhere. So <laughs> I went anyway and mm-hmm. we ended up on the same bowling lane. And I, I don't even remember exactly what I said um, or if she approached me and said hi. But since that day, we've been connected. Aww. But it was scary. Because yeah. I was guarded um, and she could pick up on that. And later she told me like, yeah, I could tell that like you were, you were guarding yourself and maybe some things that happened to you and uh, you were thanking me for being nice to you. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think back to that time and what if she hadn't like noticed mm-hmm. that I was apprehensive mm-hmm. and stayed around anyway, right? Yeah. That was a blessing. And yeah. that friendship in particular helped to heal that wound mm-hmm. and lessen the fear of starting over again in new friendships and adulthood but it it took one putting myself out there again Mm -hmm. even if I was apprehensive Mm -hmm. yeah well well done first of all (laughs) but I also love how you mentioned two things you mentioned that you basically notice like God brought the people to you Mm -hmm. and I think that's beautiful to remember that he sees us and he will give us what we need oh yes right and that's what he did time again 
Yes, absolutely. And that's what he did for you in the bowling lane. Yes. (laughs) Putting this woman right next to you, like someone who had the insight to see like, oh, Bianca's kind of apprehensive and something's going on there, but we're going to, we're going to get through this. (laughs) You know, that wouldn't have been everyone to have that kind of insight. Um, And I love that. I love that God is so personal like that and so intentional to give us what we need, but also how you mentioned, like you had to overcome some of those fears, which is a lot of what you talk about for anyone who doesn't know anything about yet. Like you talk a lot about fear and overcoming fear and how like there's so much goodness on the other side of fear. So what are some other situations where you've had to face fear like that and have realized that walking through it is a blessing? Yeah. Ooh, sometimes it don't feel like a blessing up front, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, but you know, the other side, like, okay, like I'm building my overcoming muscle. Yes. Um, another experience was starting my blog. Mm. So back in 2017, that's how Behind the Confidence Now was born. Um, through blogging. God gave me a directive, encourage women through blogging. And I said, what? <laughs> um, did I hear that right? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and I didn't do it, right? <laughs> Two months later, I go back and sh- say a similar prayer as to mm-hmm. what l- led me to that. And I was like, okay, I'll start blogging. And, but it was a fear I had to overcome because what I was being asked to blog about was to open up a little bit and share my Mm -hmm. journey of overcoming Mm -hmm. different challenges. And it's like, I want people to know me like that. Mm -hmm. I I want people in my business, like, you want me to put this on the worldwide web? Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And that was a fear that I had to overcome, a vulnerability. And will I say the right things? And who's going to read this? Mm-hmm. Like, will people read it? Do I have something to say? Enough for somebody to read this. And the more I kept writing and sharing it, let me let me show you how much fear had a grip on me. I wouldn't even post it to social media. I would just text it to people. Oh like, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a new post. <laughs> and then eventually I built a muscle and was encouraged. Oh, you should start a like page. I said, a like page on Facebook, on the worldwide web. <laughs> Wasn't it enough that the blog is up? They're like, well, if you don't tell people about it, it don't mean anything. I was like, see. But that's each step. I literally had to walk that out. And almost six years later, I don't blog anymore. I podcast now, right? Yeah. But and have five books later and have hosted release the field workshops and do speaking engagements, but what if I never wrote the first blog post Mm. and got over that fear? Mm -hmm. I would not be sitting here with you today talking about 
what I've overcome because mm-hmm. I would still be stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure as your journey has gone on, the opportunities have grown, but so has the opportunity for fear. Oh, yeah. I mean, fear is always there, like trying to talk to me. And I'm like, not today, because mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. now I, I have the tools. I'm equipped when I feel it. I know what that is. That means it's something on the other side. So I will keep walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something practical that you do when you're faced with a fear and you're like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, how do you actually take that first step? Mm, That's a good question. Now, when I feel fear rise up, I acknowledge it. Like, I feel it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to succumb to it. And sometimes I say that out loud Mm -hmm. or in my head, um, if I'm around people, (laughs) (laughs) but if I'm by myself, I'll say, you know what? I'm I'm feeling afraid of X, Y, and Z. And I think this is why, but I'm going to pursue it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I literally take the step to push through fear. So if that's calling someone and asking them to be on my podcast and I don't know them from nowhere, right? If that is um, advocating for myself, I'm going to do it. What, whatever that, that next is that you are fearing that is the next practical step Mm. if that is uh if you say I'm fearful of sharing my boundaries with my husband around like I want to go to bed at 10 o'clock the next step is to share that like you know what I'm feeling uh afraid scared or feel like rejection um, it's trying to take over me, but this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. So, and and then, have you ever regretted it? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to have in perspective. I think just, even just hearing you say that you have, a, you've never regretted like pushing through that fear. No, that's inspiring in and of itself, because a lot of the time our fears are like, but what if this happens? Yeah, I mean, but you'll never know, right? Exactly. Unless you do it. And most of the time, it's not the thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Because the, the thing about fear has cousins, comparison. Mm. doubt self-sabotage all the things to keep you from moving forward in life yeah and if a door does close right say for instance you like I want to go after that job and you don't get it it's okay because now what you've done is you face that fear mm-hmm so that helps you to continue to pursue what it is you desire and build up you build up resistance towards rejection. Like I may face rejection on this journey. That's mm-hmm. okay. But it's not going to stop me from staying focused mm-hmm. on the goal. Yeah. So, I mean, all of those cousins that you just talked about <laughs> are 
wrapped up in our identity, like who we believe that we are. Yeah. So as you have like lived this message of pushing through the fear and believing God in the midst of all of that, like how has that um, changed or expanded how you view yourself and your identity? That's so good. I'm going to answer that question. Also add a piece, another practical um, tip that I do when I feel fears, I pray. Yeah. Um, I just pause and I pray uh, and, and ask God to show me what is really going on um, and to give me the strength and the wisdom to move forward. Uh, but how, how have I seen myself? I'm like been shown to myself. I've started to see the reason why I was created. Wow. Like taking off the layers, right? That society try to put on us or other people's systems, structures, unmasking, mm. taking off the layers. I'm better able to see clearer mm. and to think with one mind, not a double mind. And to operate in peace and joy. And to, and, and to truly have a better relationship with myself. On the good days and the bad days mm. and the uh, I'm so tired days. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and asking God to meet me in all those moments. I love that. So, so good. And we all need that. Yeah. And of course you're sharing this <laughs> with so many people because you want others to experience this as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So your most recent book, right. Is behind the confident smile. Captivating confidence. Ca- oh, okay. Captivate <laughs> your, your podcast yeah. is behind the confident smile. Yeah. And your most recent book is Captivating Confidence. I would love to hear, like, what is the message in there? It's all tied up with what we've already been talking about. But I'd love to hear from your heart, like, what is it that you wrote and why? Oh, okay. How much time we got? Oh, so Captivating, <laughs> Captivating Confidence, an 11-step guide to developing a healthy relationship with yourself and only your inner greatness. It stemmed from a deep place for me. Um, In short, I wanted and still want and I desire for women to truly love themselves first. Hmm. Sometimes, a lot of times, we are giving, 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 pouring, 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 and it just never ends until you are at the bottom of your cup, literally like the bottom of your cup, and you say, I am burnt out, I am mm-hmm. exhausted, I can do no more, I can think about nothing else, I don't want to see a task, a to-do list, don't call me, don't text me, right, before we can get there, and if you are there, don't be discouraged, 
Um, this book is about making sure you're good mm. first and understand the importance of I need to love myself enough to make sure I'm good first. Yeah. I'm, am I checking in with myself? Am I checking in with God? Am I checking in with my mind? Am I checking in with my heart? Am I checking my baggage? I can't be out here achieving, go-getting, accomplishing, doing all the things. But if I'm not good, is that sustainable? Mm -hmm. So that is the heart and the essence of captivating confidence and thinking about the scripture where it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. How can I love my neighbor if I don't love myself first? Right. And that's what a giving, 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 pouring, 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 and being all things to all people comes from. But if I'm loving myself, I'm able to check that. Like today, this is how much I have to give because I'm giving from my overflow, not from my cup. I love that. Yeah. And so that is, and, and captivating confidence is born from my life's testimony mm -hmm. and journey of pushing going to get what I want but in the midst of all of that still suffering yeah internally so now I'm in a place where I'm owning all parts of me my story embracing it all maintaining a healthy relationship with myself not so that I can go get more, but mm. because I deserve it. Yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not doing this so I can go do that. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I want to love me. Mm -hmm. And what does loving me look like practically? Am I drinking my water? Am I eating lunch? Am I exercising? Am I listen, listening to edifying music and sermons and podcasts? Like, whatever the it's is, how am I taking a moment daily to love on me? Because if I'm expecting other people to love me and I don't love myself, that's not okay either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes, especially like in church world, we can think that loving ourselves is can be falling into selfishness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, where even that phrase, love yourself, at least around me, when I was in my formative years, it was like kind of a taboo thing to say like love yourself. I love how this is coming back around now where the conversation is happening again, because like you said, you can try to please others or you can try to achieve and achieve, but if you're not right in yourself, like there's going to be so much emptiness and so much brokenness and it's going to trickle down to whoever oh, comes definitely. after you. 
which we'd want that to stop, right? These generational things, we want to be the ones that make that decision. Like we're drawing a line in the sand and this is not happening anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So for you, just talking about like generational blessing really Mm -hmm. is what you're creating. Like, how have you seen this affecting not just your children, although your children are a huge part of that, but even like the women who encounter this message, like what kind of changes are you seeing in people's lives as they embrace this message? Freedom. Mm. And what I mean by freedom is free to speak their mind, free to say I'm scared, free to exercise vulnerability mm-hmm. and talk about how they feeling outside of sad, mad, angry, happy, like yeah. looking at the feelings. Well, how are you doing today? How mm-hmm. are you feeling today? What do you need? I've seen so many women break through and write books and start mm-hmm. businesses because they've overcome that fear. They've overcome the fear and the lie that it's too crowded. We don't need another blog. We don't need another book. It's like, but your voice is your voice. Yeah. Period. So if you don't write it, who will? Mm -hmm. Because you are you and you're uniquely and wonderfully created. So I've seen that and it's been beautiful to, to watch women of all ages and teenage girls Mm. just walk with more power and confidence and authority in their birthright yes so cool I got chills when you said teenagers because I'm like ah to see teenagers like that can walk freely and confidently in who they're created to be like I can't even imagine that like like wait till they become adults right it's like if you you can get this now as a yes I'm just waiting for yes 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 (laughs) so exciting it's so exciting so I'm so grateful like for your courage and your voice because it is creating something beautiful that's yeah. unfolding in so many other people's lives. So thanks for saying yes, finally, to the blog. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And all My that pleasure. has come after. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear too, like, how has this affected you as a parent? Because being a parent once you, once that role comes into your life, you're like, whoa, it's like so disorienting It is uh, because all of a sudden you have like these people that people. are dependent on you <laughs> in yes. so many ways, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So how has all of this affected you as a mom? Mm. One of my major learnings is this taught me to ask for help. Mm, so good. I mean, and that's, that in itself can be unpacked, right? Oh, Um, for sure. (laughs) As a a woman who wants to do it all, it's like, that's not even realistic. Mm -hmm. I I wrote a blog post about this. Like I took the S off my chest and I put my cape down Mm. a long time ago. 
because <laughs> I realized I couldn't do it. Oh, and neither should I try. Mm-hmm. I'm married. Like it even taught me like how to ask for more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, say more of what I needed. But in parenting, definitely asking for help definitely has made me a more patient, understanding, empathetic person. It's also sh- um, made me more mindful of how trauma can occur Mm, and being uh, mindful of the words I say the behaviors I demonstrate Mm -hmm. it has held me accountable for staying on my healing journey yeah Um, those are just a couple of things that come back but it's yeah yeah, to to really model that's what you said generational blessings I want to be a blessing. How do I model that? Mm-hmm. Because I've seen and experienced the, the things that I don't want to pass down. Mm-hmm. So modeling what I do want to pass down. Yeah. And hope and pray that it's being received and understood in a way that they can understand it at the ages that they are at. Yes. Absolutely. And imagine like if you hadn't done the work to really understand who you were and to become free from all of these things that you were holding on to, imagine just how differently all of this would have played out. It's the grace of God, like is so, so beautiful. And it's so evident on your life and on the lives of all the women who decide like it ends here we're doing this differently so um I know you took your s off but (laughs) still superhero moment (laughs) I just think it's beautiful and so powerful um and of course as well like you have been a career woman you have had so many plates that you're juggling and motherhood comes along and you have to make choices as well as far as what you do with your time oh definitely and how (laughs) what you say yes to like how do you prioritize that in your life yeah you know with each season of life I reflect on it so currently in this season um that I'm in I was like I have a limit of speaking engagements I'll do a month um because that takes preparation and mental and emotional energy. I also ensure that I can get a nap once a week. Good for <laughs> like, you. Like there's, there's some non-negotiables here. Like yeah. if it's not a nap, I'm going somewhere <laughs> by myself, right? Um, and also knowing that the sacrifices that I'm making now will serve me later. Mm. because my children will not be little kids yeah all the time and yeah planting the seeds and investing that time now is critically important and being present and fully present um is really important to me so yes it's I have a planner I sit down I look at my calendar I literally map out my time and I map out when I need to rest map out day nights like 
If it's not on the schedule, it's not on the schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that is how I'm living my life right now. Now, if I would have told the single Bianca that this is how we live my life, she would have laughed at me. <laughs> yep. Like, you schedule time for friends, but like, <laughs> where's this finding it at? You know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Totally different world. It totally is. different. And I've been leaning into that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes coming with change can come grief of what Absolutely. you used to be able to do. And I've leaned into that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with experiencing what comes along with the transitions of life and the joys and the pains of it. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to note because we can kind of just transition from season to season and grit our teeth and be like, it's okay. This is what I'm supposed to be doing and not address that grief. Um, but it is very, very real. Every, every transition honestly comes with grief of some kind. Transitions are hard. They are. (laughs) Just even if it's a transition from one good thing to another good thing. Right. It's hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I mean, it circles all the way back to just that honesty of even writing it down. Like I'm going to say how I actually feel and that can be so healing and helpful in and of itself. So I like, I very much appreciate that you mentioned that as well. So thank you for that. Um, I know we are running out of time, but you have been just so much fun to talk to. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. You have been too. This has been a pleasure. Oh, thank you, friend. I really appreciate that. I I genuinely mean it. Like, I'm like, oh, this has been just so enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. I would love for you to let us know um, the best ways to connect with you, because if people are listening, they're going to love you um, if they don't know you already. So what are the best ways for them to get connected with you? Yes, so I have a newsletter, so you can subscribe to my email list at behindtheconfidencemail.com. You can find my books there, old blog posts, podcasts, speaker requests, and also on Instagram, which I'm there a lot, (laughs) at Bianca and Cotton, and all the other handles are present there so that's where you can find me come breathe with me I do breathe videos yes. and come be inspired to release your fears and check in with yourself and all your inner greatness because you are worth it you are worth it Yes, I love it. And I'll be sure to include all of that in the show notes as well. So if you're listening and you want to get connected with Bianca, um, go ahead and check out the show notes. All the links will be there. But thank you, friend, for your time. Thank you for your beauty and your wisdom and all of that you've offered us today. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.